Hi, everyone. I'm here with Sammy Searle. She's the founder and franchisor at Boogie Tots. Hi, Sammy. Hello. How you doing? Yeah, good. Thank you. Good, good. Thanks for thanks for making the time. I appreciate it. Um, Sammy, I thought we'd start just by um, me asking you, what what is Boogie Tots? What does Boogie Tots offer um, to your customers and and what do you what do you do? Uh, so at Boogie Tots, we help children feel confidence and express themselves freely through our fun, engaging dance classes. They run in schools, nurseries and in the community. And then we're now offering that as a franchise option to uh, people that love performing and working with children and want to work during school hours. So not necessarily having to work weekends or after school. Brilliant. And what and what age um, what age range do you kind of cover with with the classes and, and what you do? Um, it, it's from walking to fives uh, is our sort of demographic in our community classes. But when we go into schools, we we also go to nursery, so sort of early years and then key stage one, but um, which is infants. But, you know, we can, it's not something we really market to, but we can go out and teach up to year six. What we, uh, what our programme is, appeals to everyone it's very much party dance style it's like when you go on holiday and you have the kids disco that is what boogie tots is so um it does appeal to a, a lot of older age groups but I, sometimes i think the name boogie tots just puts people off but we have sort of like branches of it boogie crew and um boogie fit so yeah okay all right okay no that's uh that's that's great and tell me how the core business was started so long before franchising became a thing in your mind how did just yeah how, how did you get into this how did how did boogie tot start in the first place so i come from an entertainment background i used to be um holiday entertainer in the uk and abroad and um, which is where i met my husband and we came back to the uk and we started a family and we had this wonderful boy that loved to sing and dance and just had loads of energy and we just couldn't really find any sort of classes for him um, we tried sort of a stage school um but he had to, he's probably too young for it but he had to stand still on the spot and he couldn't really do it so i was already doing some adult dance classes um so it kind of seemed like a natural progression just to try a, a kids class um so that's what we did. We put on a kids class, me and Ben. The idea of Boogie Tots at the very beginning was nothing like it is today. <laughs> the idea was that me and Ben together would do a little routine and then you with your child would copy us and, um, you know, that would that would be the class. But we soon realised that is not going to work at all for any other any other parents. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so it soon developed. But, yeah, it was just come out of some a need for something that wasn't there. Uh, I think especially being him being a boy, he wasn't really going to go to ballet or anything like that. He wanted to listen to music like Queen. He liked Queen, the Crazy Frog, Michael Jackson. And we wasn't really finding that anywhere else. So we just tried something and it became successful. Great. And, and had you ever um, started a business before, run a business before? Before? no yeah. no but um you know what Doug I don't really I didn't really see starting a dance class as running a business I just right. thought it was something extra I could do it's something I can do um and I couldn't see too much risk in it because I already had the equipment I just had to find a hall and get people to turn up so it 
it could it could I, in my mind I thought this could easily be a success it could easily work whether it was going to make millions didn't really matter we were just a bit of side money and he'd have a class to go to that sort of thing okay so that's that's interesting so yeah so you were um you you kind of viewed it as as something you would start up and it would be part-time I assume and flexible a bit and 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 yeah not much not much investment not you don't need to put that much money in a bit of time um but but since then it's obviously it has become a proper business right yeah yeah it has and I think for a while you know people talk about um just creating a new job for yourself I think for a while it was just a, a just a job that became quite a lot and then I don't know something just changed May, just before the pandemic I found some coaches actually that I'd never really looked into before and then the pandemic really helped my business and helped me get my mind um, towards it being a business that could thrive. And yeah, and I sort of changed as a business owner. I worked on my mindset and money mindset in particular. And uh, yeah, and now it's I've, there's endless possibilities. The person I was, the person I'm now, is so different, so different. Yeah, no, that's that's interesting. It it you know it's good to hear because. You, you obviously hear uh, the, the pandemic threw up loads of stories of um, kind of good stuff, but mainly bad stuff. You know, the, most of the stuff you hear is our oh, business is struggling, businesses having to, you know, pivot, which was the word, wasn't it, at the time and all of this kind of stuff. And um, it's, it's just nice to hear someone say, actually, that just it allowed you to to just sort sort things out in your head. And because. Because of course the the classes and things weren't happening, were they? But but, but so what did you work on? Um, because you weren't actually well for that first lockdown and then into the second lockdown and all of that. Um, you you weren't able to ha to have classes or, or or get loads of kids together in a in a hall, right? So and there was yeah. schools were closed and so there there wasn't anything going on. What did you work on? So you talk about mindset, but but from a business perspective, personal development perspective, what were you doing um, during that time? Yes, yeah, so I sort of joined a membership that was concentrating on getting your clubs online. So um, I did start doing, I've always had a Facebook group. I don't really know why it ever I ever started it because I didn't really know about that. But it's it's just full of people that's, all the people that have ever been to Boogie Tots. I mean, I mean, it's not a massive Facebook group, but it had about 1,500 in it. And I just started doing a bit of Facebook Live on there with um, the classes. And then, because I was sort of learning from this lady, she was doing a membership. So we sort of created a, a membership where people paid, I mean, it was very little, but like £10 a month and they got Boogie Tots classes. So, um, and also then I sort of got approached by some banks that were looking at Boogie Tots for well-being for the families that were at home, working from home. And then eventually I got into the schools as well, um, sort of hosting the, the sessions online in schools. I mean, that was really interesting. And I've, I've abandoned all of that now, you know, <laughs> there was so much good stuff there, but uh, I've abandoned all of that. But yeah, I don't know, it just opened up my mind to the possibilities and all these people were not reaching and people were looking forward to it. Like we have, we hosted kids discos as well. So we'd have like a Friday night kids disco where everyone just join us on Zoom. And, and that was great. And there was people from all over the country. And once that sort of finished, I started to think, how could we reach these people? But never really did anything with it. And then I started hearing about franchising. And I'd sort of worked on the money mindset. Now, I don't know how. I worked with a few coaches. I had a problem with spending money. I was the sort of person I'd rather, I'll do it myself than pay someone. 
I've completely flipped that now. I would rather pay someone to do it myself. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm quite proud of that as well. And um, yeah, so then I like invested in some coaches, got some help with my mindset, and I'm now looking at franchising. I, I think I've got a franchising course, which was quite eye-opening. And yeah, this is just where I am now. So yeah, investing in myself and doing some on online courses. I, the, the membership thing just kind of, captured me there was all of a sudden there was all these people kids activity providers like me in the same situation having the same problems and I never really sort of knew about them before so that was quite um yeah it was, it was really good I've made some great friends and it's really good having business friends isn't it yeah yeah no it is definitely and so so you mentioned franchising when did when did actually franchising as a as a as a way to maybe grow your business when did that first when did you first come across that and start to actually think about oh franchising is isn't just mcdonald's it's not just you know uh um domino's pizza or whatever like when when did that when did it become a real thing for you franchising uh maybe about a year year and a half ago okay yeah yep. I, I so I've, obviously i've heard of franchising yeah and as that you know that 15 years ago that business owner who started her own class she would never she would never have bought a franchise because I can just do this myself or I think I can um but um yeah it was something I didn't think would apply to my business I'm sure uh, I was told your business had to make a certain amount of money to to be something that would be able to be franchised but um yeah there's lots of people in the kids activity sector that are doing it and then with that um, the lockdown thing we so we have a class it's in our local area or a couple of classes in local area we had someone travel all the way from like three towns away they traveled all the way it was and it was snowing that day she traveled all the way to our class and um i just thought there's something in that if people are going to travel all this way then really we need a class down where they are so then i started to think really look into franchising and i, and I started to tell everyone i'm franchising even though i'm not you know a proper franchise yeah but that you know if I talk about it people know that I'm doing it maybe and lots of people that come to classes were, were interested in it and they like they like the idea of it so yeah about a year and a half ago I started to think mm, you know maybe this could work for me yeah no you know it's it's funny you say that about um <clears throat> when you look into franchising and you you hear stories of ah oh, your turnover needs to be this much you need to be in trading for this long your profit needs to be this much blah 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 we're very much like historically we've been that kind of consultancy where it's we're a bit like computer says no you know we'd ask you some questions about your business oh how long have you been trading okay ten years great great that's brilliant um, what's your turnover and then from that point on because you because because I guess for a long time you were you were more of a part time business and things um yeah our advice would have been in the good old days no you know you can't franchise that you know it's it's a nice little business but but it's um yeah you, you know you need to build it up first and 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 prove that you can run it as a full-time business and all of that that's all changed now and because because there's loads of people out there that want a part-time um franchise opportunity and 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 they don't need to earn fifty thousand pound a year you know, they just they want to earn twenty thousand pound a year or, or whatever it might be, and it's just a it's just they've got twenty hours a week to give and not forty hours a week or fifty hours a week to give, and so so I think I think franchising is um, it goes beyond 
a full-time or part-time business now and and um and and that's that's why i you know i i i personally believe that franchising can be an option for any business yes of course there's there's some criteria there's things that need to be understood um but um but yeah no here there's it's just interesting to hear you hear you say that because i think a lot of small business owners are put off franchising because they might get some advice from someone or read somewhere and they it's like looking in the mirror and they say that's mm, that's not my business so therefore i'm just going to rule that out and that's a big mistake i think it, it's worth exploring so um so you did explore it sammy yeah. and what what um what kind of steps did you take what did you look at because you obviously had a business there that was you know you had customers and you had customers returning and you had and you had people that re- really were valuing the service um what what steps did you take in the beginning to to become a franchise if you like yes yeah, so the main one is could the business run without me so is boogie tots sammy or is boogie tots the formula the the system if you like the process what is it so having instructors um or like you know self-employed dance teachers they that was how we sort of tested it and yes it, it, so it's not necessarily me you do need a bubbly personality but it doesn't have to be me and then looking at what are what things do we always do that make us boogie tots so then it then um this was the bit that was a bit hard but like writing down all the processes finding out all the things that are unique to us and how how easily it would be to get anyone to do it i mean you would need a bit of something it it couldn't just be anyone off the street you would need um you would need rhythm for example and you would need to like working with kids um, and that sort of thing so there's a certain criteria but basically it to be a franchise i think you need a you need a business that can be run very easily by just following the process yeah yeah and and so you you're kind of talking about documenting your process right um because obviously when it's just you you don't need to do that because you know what you're doing and that's no problem and and that can be a really painful part of part of that process and how did you go about that how how did you go about actually almost creating a manual right because that because uh, people talk about in franchising oh you need an operations manual yeah that is true you you need some written kind of form template of hey how how what what you do in this business and how long are classes and just all the basics really and how how did you do that did you do that yourself and um how did you manage to do that so i'm still doing that now um yeah. i have um, an instructor a, a new instructor she came on board in september and she is extremely enthusiastic and she wants to take over all of my work and but because of that she needs all the information so um so then i've got to get it out of my head and piece it together so it's easy for her to digest so I had a lot of videos online from when we did um boogie tots online so I've had given her access to those to watch we've had in-person training and then also something I hadn't really thought about I sort of give her access to some social media so she set up a page and I have templates that she can use to advertise so things that you haven't even thought about um, I just because she needed the stuff I created it and a lot of them like you said a lot of the ideas are in my head and there's things that I know that maybe I just assume other people know but until you observe you're like oh 
the music needs to be a lot louder than this or in it you know or that's too loud you know things like that you just think people know how how high to turn the volume up in a class so yeah it's very interesting and it's like oh gosh there's so much to write down <laughs> yeah because I think I think many business owners they're so close to their business and they've been doing it for so long <clears throat> that it, it can be really difficult because it's so obvious, you know, it's so obvious to you how you do things, how you set things up. Yeah, the the the, the volume on the music, you know, simple things, but actually other people don't, they haven't done that for years and years. And they need to know like from day one, what, what to do and 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 the only way you can get that across is through training and then backing that up with 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 some sort of instructional um you know manual and i think i think it is one of the most um painful parts of the franchising process is documenting your business and and actually creating a, a blueprint out of it that you could give someone i mean the ultimate blueprint the ultimate operations manual you should be able to give to someone and it is a mix. It's, it used to be like a, a, a proper document, but these days, these days it's way more fluid than that. You know, it is a mix of video and, and it, it it's more and more online now. And yes, there's some written stuff, but, but it's more and more kind of video, video is actually the best because that's what people engage with. Um, but you should be able to give someone all of that and they should be able to take all of that and actually run a boogie tots business in a different area and 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 when you get to that point sammy then you know that you've properly like set yourself up and but but that takes that takes time and you can never do it immediately and it's always going to change and tweak it and you need people actually doing it over a period of time to get it right um before you can actually find some stranger out there who's willing to invest in boogie tots and you can actually feel comfortable and confident that you're giving them all the help um, and information that they need um, to take away with them. And I, I think that, you know, that's that's for me probably the bit that takes the longest in, in franchising is to is to get to that point. Um, and it isn't something that really any consultant can do for you, like a franchise consultant or no one can do it for you you kind of got to do it yourself. Yes, you could bring on a manual writer and say, look, I'll tell you about my business and you document it, but that can be really expensive and um, time consuming as well. So it, it ends up falling mostly to the, to the, to the business owner to do it. And it's yeah, not, 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 not such great fun. <laughs> I know that for, for a fact. So, um, so, so, so Sammy, where whereabouts is your business now? Where are you now in the franchising journey? Because I know you're at an early stage. Um and 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 what what have you found um I guess difficult um that you might not have thought should be so difficult? Yeah, so I'm just about um I would say next month gonna sign my first franchisee, pilot franchisee, um, that's gonna work in the next town, someone who already knows me, she's already working with me. And she's in love with it so much. She wants to have her own business, which is fantastic. Um, I found the process has been very long. So um, I just thought, I decided I'm going to franchise. People love it. They'll come towards me. I'll get loads. So I have had lots of inquiries. Whether I've had enough, I'm not sure. Um, I'm finding once they inquire, it's hard to engage people to talk to you. 
they just maybe fancy a nosy. I think once people find the price, I mean, I don't think my franchise is particularly expensive for a franchise, but it still might be out of the reach of my customers that currently uh, come to my classes. So that is difficult. The most difficult bit is not the price and the is getting them to respond to just say yes, yes or no. That would be ideal, just say yes or no. But what also I've learned is people like to keep a hand in. So they keep they they'll keep following you, keep listening to you, keep reading your emails because where they are this year might not be where they are next year. So that's been quite interesting for me. Some people that have been interested have had babies, um, they've left their job. They might be teaching. One one lady, she's a teacher. She's been in it twenty years. She's thinking about leaving in uh, the summer. So then she could be some. So you do kind of need to just keep them. So me asking for a yes or no answer is probably not not beneficial. Um, I've spent a lot of time with other franchisors, and I have found that there is no set way to do things. People seem to be. I don't want to say this because it sounds bad, but make it up as they go along because people are different, different sectors. And uh, I found I found that really interesting because it meant I didn't need to have all the answers. I'm a, I feel like I'm one of those people, well, what if I don't know what's going to happen? I don't know how to answer that. But what I learned from them is you don't need to know that and just work it through. What would you do if, if it was you? So that was something I've sort of relaxed about a bit because the manual needs to be correct and you know, all things like that. Am I doing it in the right order? So, yeah. So there are quite a lot of struggles. It does take, I would say the main one is it takes time, but I think that's okay. I think when I first started, um, if people wanted to have a look at the brochure, I'd be like, yeah, look at it, look at it. And it was kind of like, do you do you want it? But there was no checks there to see if they're the correct people. It's just sort of like the excitement that someone might be interested. But if you applied to me as, in, as a Boogie Tots instructor, I would interview you, I would make you do a demonstration, things like that. So that's something I learned as well. We're not just giving this to anyone. It's got to be the right person. And it's going to work for me better if they are the right person rather than just anybody. So, yeah, a few lessons I've learned there. Yeah, and 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 that is, that's, that's no different to any franchisor um, that I've ever worked with. I mean, my my whole background in franchising, Sammy, is is talking to franchisors and helping them put together better strategies to find the right kind of franchisees. Um, because it's, it's, it's hard for everyone. Right. Uh, and, and especially at the moment, it's, it's even harder, um, you know, the cost of living crisis. And it's just one, it, it, it seems like over the last few years, it's been one thing after another, obviously the pandemic was a massive, hopefully one off. Um, but that was, thing but that came off the back of brexit which was really disruptive to to businesses and, and people looking to make decisions um and you know then you got wars going on which which throw petrol prices up and diesel so it, it has felt like you know I, I i've lived and breathed it in my role um with the franchising center the last five years has been just kind of really disruptive for for franchising and um and it is probably the hardest part is it's is growing your network with the right people um and it does take a lot of inquiries you know a, a lot of interest uh, to, to give you a figure sammy because you know, uh, most children's sector franchise franchisors that i've spoken to or, or dealt with um they'll use facebook facebook is their friend 
not always because Facebook changed their algorithms, which can make it difficult, which, you know, I know has been going on. Um, but but Facebook is normally the, the, the friend you, you can generate inquiries quite inexpensively. Um, but you need 250 to 300 inquiries to get a franchisee. Th those are the typical numbers I've seen. So, you know, you were saying you don't know how many. That's a kind of a, a benchmark um, <laughs> to, to think of. <laughs> and, and that sounds like a lot. And it is a lot. But it's the truth. You know, that's that's what it takes. And um, and I think new franchisors simply don't understand that at the beginning, um, it that that's just what it is. Those numbers can improve um when you've got a, a larger network you know when you've got 10 franchisees when 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 you're spread around the country a bit more then then those numbers can come down and you can get it closer to one in 150 or one in 100 even below that but in the beginning it's like one in 250 one in 300 and and um there's obviously a cost to that um i agree with you that the nurture process is the most important thing because you just got to nurture those people that show interest over a long period of time. Um, I say forever, like nurture them until they opt out or tell you they're really not interested. Um, if you never hear from them, keep nurturing them because you just don't know. And, and people's lives do change over time. And um, there's so many examples that I have where people have made an inquiry and then it's only seven years, 11 years is the record. 11 years later, they became a franchisee for that franchisor that they inquired about. It took 11 years for them to be in the right place. And they didn't invest with any other brands in the, in the meantime, they stayed in a job. Uh, but, but 11 years later with Nurture, the brand kept nurturing them. They became a franchisee. They never opted out. They never said, I'm not interested. They just quietly kept looking at the information. And so I, I would say that's a, you know, that's a real key thing to keep doing. Um, you're you're absolutely right. You know, keep boogie tots top of their mind, even though you can't get hold of them, you're not talking to them. So um it, it is difficult. It is difficult for sure. So and you do have to be patient. Um so um so yeah. So so Sammy, your pilot, um and, and a pilot is one of the most important, you, you know, your pilot franchisee. So basically the first person that comes on and will operate the brand in another location um you, you'll you're going to learn the most about your business from them and and it's going to really help you grow um far quicker than any other way as as a franchise um to to get you into that into that position and um and and you say that they they are at the moment they're an instructor so they they came on effectively like through an interview process right yeah yeah um, and did you pay them? Were they an employee, or how, or were they a self, kind of a self-employed or, or contracted, or how, how did how did that how do you how does that work? Yeah, they're self-employed, so yeah. they're in charge of all their own insurances and tax and thing. And I pay them to run my sessions. Right. Yeah. 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 So she invoices me that sort of way. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and tell people about people listening. What? Who do you see? what kind of person makes up your ideal franchisee? So if you were to describe someone without going too niche, but but what kind of person, yes, from character, maybe where they are in life and 
you know, and you can say a woman or a man is probably more likely, but, but or, or whatever. But but what explain to people listening who 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 you see as an ideal franchise franchisee? I think someone um, that would appeal to boogie tots or boogie tots would appeal to them is maybe an ex performer. Maybe they used to dance or drama. Um, my ideal ideal uh, candidate would be a holiday entertainer, someone that worked for Haven or Batlins or um, worked abroad like myself, because it's it was a great lifestyle and they'll just totally get the vibe of the classes. Um, but you know now they're probably if you're into entertainment, like if you would like to be an entertainer, you kind of have to work evenings, weekends, that sort of thing. So this what this. Our job appeals to people that want to work around their families. So my instructor particularly loves Boogie Tots because she can work all day doing something she loves, dancing with music, having fun with the children. I mean, the children are such an inspiration. They, If you think you don't want to go to work and then you get yourself in a room of toddlers, I mean, that is a confidence boost in itself. They're so... They're just so enthusiastic and they just go with whatever you, whatever you throw at them. It's, it's really fun. So she gets to do all that in the day and then she gets to pick up her kids from school and she can still be mum. That's something she says quite a lot. She can still just be mum and she's got time for them. Um, so, yeah, that would be um, also someone that's quite determined, that wants to build the business. But our classes are very much about community. So um, our community classes, we get grandparents, we get dads. I love it when dads come. And um, it's very much about the community and also we are not very structured so we do have a structure but one of our sort of values is that if children want to run around the whole time or sit and have a snack or hug their mum the whole time it's okay we will we will get them in for a dance at some point but um they're, they're allowed to be themselves that's what we really encourage that they express themselves freely so um you've got to kind of be open to that so maybe someone who was maybe a teacher who likes strict things, it may you've got to be open to be able to adapt and think on the spot. So that doesn't appeal to everyone. <laughs> but yeah. And um, yeah, but also you said I I in my mind I'm always thinking of, of a woman because um they work around the kids and mums tend to take the majority share of looking after children. But I do have a um a male interested. And it really excites me because the classes were created for my son, a boy. And I just think having a man on board would be perfect. I think it would really suit the brand. Yeah, yeah. And and the world is becoming more modern, isn't it, Sammy? So, you know, it it's, <laughs> takes time. But um, I think there are, you know, slowly but surely, there will be more men getting involved in in these types of businesses um, and, and taking on more responsibilities. Because I think... I think, you know, more flexibility is coming in. There are more opportunities for women as well. And so I think that's all a it's all a good thing. And um and it is going to help to diversify the the what always seems like a bit like a gender imbalance um in children's sector businesses. And and it is it's just it's just because it's just the way it is. It's the way the world seems to work. The 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 men are more at work, the 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 women are obviously um the mother and and have the more, more responsibilities certainly at the start so um but um, but yeah it's always nice it's always nice to to find to create a bit of diversity if 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 you can so um so sammy what what 
What's your kind of vision? So if you think about Boogie Tots and you're thinking your five-year plan or where you would like to be, what, how do you, how do you, where do you see things going in your, like in a positive way in your head? Yes. Yeah, so by the end of this year, I might be a bit ambitious. I hope to have four franchisees and then look into five years. Um, if we have steady growth, maybe about 30, hopefully dotted around the country. Um, but the ultimate goal would be to be go international because that's where the heart of it is. It's, it's built on holiday entertainment and that appeals to everyone. What we uh, what I've noticed in our community is, for Boogie Tots especially, language isn't really a barrier. You know, dancing and music is such a inclusive thing. It's a shared experience. And yeah, that, so it sort of breaks down barriers. So I think it would be great to take that to its roots uh, Spain in particular <laughs> and my where I'm like used to work Cyprus that sort of thing so if I could go international that'd be fantastic I'd also like to um sort of partner with um holiday parks and get booby tots implemented as sort of a program for under fives in in there that's something I'm sort of on the sideline thinking about and then that would help franchisees if they were in a coastal town to um, be there so that's some of the big dreams but I've um, been applying for a couple of awards lately and we was working out um, how many children we sort of impact. So just locally in our classes, or like me and my classes, uh, that's 385 roughly a week. So, wow. you know, if we expanded, yeah. think of all those children we could help. Because I'm very, um, I'm very, I want that. I want that for children to be able to build their confidence. I think dancing is a great um, like it's a great thing that everyone can come together if you think a wedding a disco someone puts the macarena on you know the moves doesn't matter who you are what age you are you're going to get on that dance floor and you're going to do that dance and you're going to have that shared experience and um, yeah I think that's really really nice and I'd like that um, to spread that all over the world <laughs> no that's Sammy I think a bit, um, bit ambitious no, no, not at all. And, and I think, you know, I think your initial your initial goals for the UK um, are, are not unrealistic. I, re I really I, I think that that kind of five year plan is totally achievable. Um, I, I really, I, you know, just, I just know that it is. Um, and um, and I think the what I what I love is that actually and it's not just you, but a lot of a lot of owners that I've spoken to of of children's sector kind of businesses and franchises they are their vision is kind of led by the kids it's it's and and it's exactly what you say it's like well if you can if you can be delivered if you can be creating some joy and development in your local community of 385 kids wow you know how much could you impact if if you had 50 franchisees 100 franchisees if you could go and 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 I, I love that because I, I think if you if, if that's what leads the vision, then anything's possible. Um, and it's 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 quite refreshing because I think a lot of a lot of businesses not in a children's sector are all about kind of the customer and the customer customers are, you know, are people coming in and buying food or spending money to do this and do that. And it's much more of a kind of a numbers game. And a um, but but that's what I love is that kids 
as you say, you know, you're helping kids. And, and if you can help more and more and more, then then the business will grow. The commercial side of it almost takes care of itself um, as long as that's, you know, that that's what you focus on. So, um, so yeah, no, that's, that's really great, great to hear. I'm quite interested as well in the, the franchisees, like working around your family and being able to generate quite a nice income. I mean, um, through changes I've made, we went on to like lifetime holiday of a lifetime last year. And, you know, you can get, you could give that to other people as well. Like, when I look, I look at my instructor, I know I spoke about a lot, but she's so happy. She's so, she's got such a joy for going to work. And you think, you know, some people are stuck in their jobs and they're not enjoying going to work. And I just think we can give that as well. You can get that, which will improve their family's lives, you know, as well. So, yeah, I want to, yeah, inspire inspire people to be business owners and take charge. Right. And, and- and Sammy, for people, for anyone listening that might be interested or know someone that might be interested in this as a business for themselves, where's the best place they can go to get a bit more information or request information? Where where would you say they should they should go online? What for me? Yeah, for Boogie Tots. Yeah, oh, yeah, it, it would be our website, boogietots.com. Okay, all right, and then on on boogietots.com, there's a franchising. They'd find a there's more information about the franchise side of the business as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, we have a franchising page. And also we do have a discovery Zoom at the end of the month. It's on Wednesday, 31st, yeah. past seven. So they could sign up for that. Perfect. Okay, great. All right. So so that's um so anyone listening can can go and find out more um more there. Uh, so Sammy, I've got one last question before I let you go. Um and um so far, you, you know, I, I I say this a lot to people, but franchising is a journey you know and and it's a long one and and it can be a 20-year journey it can be even longer and and um, it has lots of um it has lots of uh different parts to it along the way you know different parts of the journey and 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 you're at you know you're at one stage it's a it's a kind of a a crucial stage you know you've taken on your first pilot um and that in itself is exciting and it's going to help you then be able to present the business to 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 franchisees you know in a better way and and uh, and attract people in a better way so so that's where you're up to but where you are up to what one thing would you do differently um if you had your time again starting on the not not on the business side on a what you've done to to turn the business or to transform the business and that's ongoing into a franchise but what one thing would you do differently knowing what you know now? Um, so if you mean from when I was first started, I would have thought about franchising earlier. But if you right. mean at the beginning of the franchising journey, I yeah. would. So people have sort of advised to do the manual, <laughs> start writing your ideas down. I think that is a really good start. I think. Maybe if you're not thinking of franchising, but just think if you were ill and some what someone else wanted to run your business. If you just start getting it all out, um, or every time you do a new new something or you learn something new, just try and put a bit of it out into some like a form or, or online or in a video, like you said. I think that's just going to really help you because you've got all the information there. Then, yeah, I think I think that's a really good tip. Not and that's not. I think that's that. You could aim that at any business owner. Um, whether they ever look at franchising or consider franchising at all, um, every business should really take the steps to document 
um, and create a blueprint of how the business operates. Um, because it just gives you options. You know, it gives you options to grow the business in future in lots of different ways. Um, it, may, it may not be franchising, it might be licensing, you might employ people, it, it's, you might take on self-employed instructors, like like in your case, that's how you, you know, that's what you were doing. Um, but but having having that blueprint of the business is really the key. And 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 then it does make it so much easier if franchising is in your future as a business owner because because that's a massive part of it is just is creating the blueprint you know franchising a business really a massive part of it is just blueprinting your existing business and once you've done that you learn where the gaps are you can start to fill the gaps and then you can start to add to it because it's actually in front of you it's it's come out your head and it's it's there um and um yeah i think that's I think that's absolutely yeah key. So a really really good point, Sammy. So um, look, th thanks so much for um, for coming on. I, I really appreciate your time, and um, I'll let you go. Oh, I had one last one last question. Sorry, one one last question popped into my head, and it, it's a it's it might not even be that interesting an answer, but um, the the name. So Boogie Tots. Um, how long did it take you to come up with that name, and and are there any other names that you chucked around that you could share, like that you remember going, oh, yeah, we had, you know, it's like naming a baby or a dog. Sometimes you have a long list of stuff. Um, and and so I'm, I'm always interested to, you know, to to hear from people, because obviously you've got your name and it's a great name. Um, but but how long did all that take? Was it really quick? Did you have a big list or was it the first thing that you thought and that stuck? Uh, I, tell me a bit about that. I think it might have been the first thing we thought it stuck. I, I really can't remember too much about the, the name. I think it may have just been, yeah, plucked out of thin air. Um, yeah. And it just worked. I guess I was looking for something that wasn't gender specific. Um, yeah, I wish I had a better story. I don't. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, I, I mean, it's nice. It's just, it's just sometimes, sometimes you know, people people will spend months and months trying to figure out the name, and um, it's it's uh, yeah, it's much easier if you can just just comes to you and that's it. So um, it sounds sounds like that that's what happened with you. So we we did think about changing it because tots can be um, so. For example, I go to a um, a send school, and so I teach all of. The years so we have a lot of children that are, are quite a lot older I reckon they're 15 16 that's the thing and they come along to boogie tots and they're not some of them are a bit too cool and even in year one they're a bit too cool for boogie tots so I did think about changing it but just couldn't we, we sort of workshopped it in my Facebook group and no one could really think of anything as as good or them I mean the, the extension we have is boogie crew which so that was our after school club boogie crew so it's a little bit more you know a bit more funky cool. but that um yeah that was all we could really get no one really wanted to change it too much so no 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 and I, I don't I I don't think you need to I think you can yeah you can add extensions if you like to it like Bo Bo Boogie Cruise cool actually I do like that and um and and yeah if the business develops and you're offering and you're and you're doing things with older kids then um yeah you're right they're, they're not going to want to come to Boogie Tots but 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 if there's a Boogie Crew behind that then that's that's uh covers it so um i would say though doug they don't want to come when they hear the name but when they get there they always enjoy it <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, well, that summer that sums up kids a lot. Of, you know, in general, I, I've got two kids of my own, ten and eight, and it's my son is very much like that. He's um always kicks up a fuss, anything, and and then as soon as he gets there, like I know because he's been going all the time. He loves it. He's good at it. Um, when he gets there, absolutely loves it. And then it's like, well, what was all the fuss about? I, I just I don't know. Uh, I think that's just kids for you sometimes, isn't it, Sammy? So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Well, uh, well, on that note, Sammy, I'll, I'll, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll call an end to this. And I, I really appreciate you coming on, and um, you know, hope to, hope to meet up with you at some point, uh, sometime. Yeah, great. Thank you. All right. Cheers. Cheers, Sammy. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.